You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Transformers Dark of the Moon is the story of the Autobots dealing with a traitor to save Earth. Or is it? Welcome back to the Oars at Movie Podcast, where we try to find the real story behind the story. I'm Sean Taylor. I mean Mark. Today we end our threequel month for 2018 with Transformers Dark of the Moon. You had to know this was coming. (laughs) You had to know when we were doing the third installment of movie series. You had to know this was coming. Once you saw our first pick, you had to know what the last pick was going to (laughs) be. Yeah, we've already done Spider-Man. Uh, we already did Terminator. This was the only one really left. Yeah, we're not so. leaving this one alone. No, exactly. We can welcome to the show Rosie Huntington-Whiteley, Josh Duhamel, surprisingly, uh, John, Tur- John Turturro, surprisingly, Patrick Dempsey, and Frances McDormand. I feel so bad bringing her on yeah, the show. Yeah, Academy Award nominated <laughs> Frances yeah. McDormand. Yeah, welcome back, of course, Shia LaBeouf. And welcome back Tyrese Gibson from Legion. Oh, that's right. And welcome back John Malkovich from Con Air. That's right. In Shia LaBeouf, we did Eagle Eye. Eagle Eye. Oh, we've done a couple of his, actually. <clears throat> oh, uh, the the fourth uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, fourth Indiana Jones. Yeah, he's probably going to be a regular on this one. To be <laughs> fair, watching this one again, yes, his acting is hammy and over the top. But I think it's a case of he's not given much in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you can almost see that they were trying to push him to this. Yeah, like most of his lines, I'm pretty sure in the script are ah, and and he's in some form or fashion. The, the, he's the comic relief because giant CG robots can't pull it off. Yeah, well they try. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, they I try. No, no, I mean, everything's so heavy with the robots, right? And that wasn't a pun. That just meant, like, yeah. in terms no, of the I know. story. Yeah. So this movie posits that the Transformers were in a war and left a ship, and, and a ship left Cybertron, floated, not flew, floated from there to the moon by 1961. Well, they, they were losing the war, but yeah. Yeah, but it floated. Yeah. Like, not under power. Just kind of hanging around, and yeah. it made it to to Earth by 1961. Yeah. So yeah. what year? What year did the war start? One. Well, our years, maybe. <laughs> we don't I'm know. Guessing. We don't know. See, this is yeah. this is part where they've been they're they're rewriting history again, and I think I remember watching this the first time, going really like the the moon landing was a cover up to find Transformers, even though. In the first movie, we see Bumblebee land on Earth at that time. I mean, this still kind of works with it, but at the same time, we didn't know that the movie that came out last year where he fights the Nazis in World War II. That's, yeah, see, that one is just going to right contradict everything. Yeah, this movie series blows my mind in how they keep trying to retell their origin story over... And over and over again. Well, they're not. They're this just is, adding to it. They're, but they keep adding to it, and it doesn't make any sense. This was the one that is kind of like the least in the way. Do you know what I mean? Because it, it's, it, 
they don't make it to Earth. They just kind of sit there in the, in the 60s. Or no, I guess it was the 50s, right? Oh, no, no. 61 is when they land. And they find them. And then it's like, what, 1979 or something like that? Or, it's 1969 or, when they land on the moon. Or 69, excuse me, yeah. Yeah, when they actually make it there. So they have... Uh, uh, it, it's crazy it, to have... Um, well, sorry, it's not. It's crazy to have your origin story keep like expanding. Like, oh, we were there during primal Earth. Oh, and we were hanging out with Merlin and King Arthur, and we fought the Nazis. And in two thousand, what seven? Yep. Uh, uh, oh, we're we're new here. What? <laughs> yeah. What do yeah. you mean? And we learned how to speak from the World Wide Web. Yeah. So I guess they were learning something else back in Arthurian times when they were speaking to Merlin. Yeah, what, what were they doing? Attending Shakespeare's plays or something like that? Yeah. I know I got my history messed up. Don't don't message me about that. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Or were they just listening to his court jesters, maybe? Spin yeah. ye old yarns and be like, bleep, bloop, bleep, I refer from inference that that's a joke, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this series is so fucked up and like oh god just, just yeah, ew just stop they, it they, yeah they keep stepping on their own toes and now and like you said last year they did it like in a huge way by saying oh no no it's okay Bumblebee was here all along oh really so what did he just go on vacation after yeah. fighting the Nazis and then came back in 2007 that's what I was thinking like did he land in 2000 like did he land like before World War 2 get involved with the humans leave and then bring Optimus back I mean, he was a scout. Was that the idea? Was that he came and be like, "Hey, you should see this planet Earth. It is fucked up." <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Not as bad as ours, but it is it's pretty bad. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing is they said in, in the original movie that the the Cybertron was blown up and didn't exist anymore, and now in this movie it does. Yeah. Yeah. And and where it's going to come and hang out. Yeah. Yeah. That's and the big when, thing. Yeah. And and then when this plan fails. Oh, now someone's just going to drive it here. No, they're going to warp it here in this one. In this one. But yeah. when this doesn't work, the next plan is to just drive it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do. Because uh, ap apparently, yeah, apparently they got the engine up and running. Yeah, well, they had to wake the uh, the big queen there, the, the Transformer queen. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's one for another day. Yeah. Well, we already did that movie, didn't we? Yeah, we, kind of, yeah. That was my okay. 45 things I can't believe actually happened in this movie. Yeah. So so we find out, like, we have this whole introductory scene about that. that's how they found something on the dark of the moon. And then no one talks about it for 40 years. Yeah, they said only, like, 16 people knew about it. Yeah, and they just sat on this information that, oh, yeah, we're not alone in the universe. Yeah. So yeah, they couldn't keep you, couldn't keep Watergate a secret, but giant fucking robots on the moon. Yeah. Oh, and you know what else? That, what they kind of forget to mention is to tie it in with the stuff that we already know that apparently in uh, Sam Witwicky's was a great grandfather's lifetime. Yes. Me Megatron was found. Yes. So Megatron arrived in. I don't know, ye old nineteen oh one or whatever year that was. Sure. And he was supposed to meet with Sentinel Prime, who, well, as we know, drifted <laughs> yeah. from Cybertron. 
Yeah, he kind of missed that appointment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the weird thing. So they, yeah. yeah. So so Sentinel Prime drifts away because he has the he has the rods or whatever. Yeah, and they're going to meet up and, and and whatever. It's going to save the war and save Cybertron. So why does he go dormant? Sentinel Prime. Yeah. Probably because he ended up drifting a lot longer than he meant to. So he just ran out of power, or didn't want to. Or he, so did, kind of, he, he said he's he yeah. hit his own reset button, did he? No, no. I think he was just sitting there so long that all of a sudden his sleep mode kicked in and the flying toasters <laughs> came across his eyeballs. The 3D pipes, yeah. Sorry, go go dated reference. Just yeah, yeah. I was going to say, own, look that up, kids. Google that. Yeah, yeah. Just insert your own screensaver here. Yeah. Uh, mostly naked women, I would imagine. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, he just kind of went into sleep mode because he wasn't doing anything, and then. And so even when Buzz Aldrin finds him, he doesn't move the mouse properly to wake him up, right? Yeah. Although th- this movie, th- or they, they kind of say that he, he more or less died en route. So I, I think yeah. he did run out of power. Yeah, well, like they have to get the, the Matrix of Leadership to bring him back to life. Mm-hmm. So he was dead. Yeah, well, which, okay, so if they have the Matrix of Leadership, how come none of the transformers that died in the previous movies were brought back <laughs> well um you can posit your own theory about jazz <laughs> and his relative importance in the hierarchy of the transformers apparently yeah uh like we know I why mudflap and 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 skits or whatever don't come back but yeah thankfully yeah <clears throat> i know you're right and then why it doesn't get used later because um Ironhide gets it. Uh, we have uh, Ratchet gets it eventually by yeah. number four. Albert um, the the Einstein bot gets it. Yep. Yeah. Q. Yeah. Or Q. Yeah. Yeah. He gets it. Like okay, they get ripped apart. They get blown up. But I mean, just replace the parts, rebuild, and reboot, and then reboot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I don't know. I I don't know. Uh, they this and movie. If- None of the movies are going to tell us why. Ooh, and if Sentinel Prime is bad, why does he give up the Matrix of Leadership? Yeah, and or or at least refuse it when Optimus drives him I mean. way, way yeah. out to the desert for no good reason to have a chit chat with him. Yeah, like why? Okay, why why not take it? But I think he he gave from what I understand he gave it to Optimus before he left. But I have a feeling that it's something like he wasn't worthy of it. That's why he couldn't have it back, but he didn't want to give it away. Well, he says he's a prime. So he, he does. Use it. He does, but I, I think the, it's one of those things where the the Matrix would know that he's corrupt or something like that. Okay, sure. I, they have devices for everything in this movie, so why not have the device where the Matrix knows if you're good or bad? He yeah. doesn't want to give himself up, so... He's like, no, no, Optimus, you're 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 cool, man. You're a number one, and then you know twirls his his mustache later. Yeah, I guess it, uh, it that is a guess. That really is because this movie's not going to tell you. No, that's true. No, not at all. No, no, no. No, we have too much blowing shit up to do. Yeah, this is Michael Bay. Welcome back, Michael Bay. Yep. Now this uh, is this is this movie is going to tell us that in the years since the arrival of the Autobots. Or at least this wave. Yeah. Thanks, other movies. They've been put to work killing America's enemies. 
Yeah. Like, like we'll give you asylum, but uh, we're going to need a couple of favors first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really adds uh, it really adds a thing when you think about terrorism being a uh, relative term. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, having a bunch of cars just roll up and hit a military installation sounds like a terrorist act. Well, yeah. look at the opening of this movie. You have Bumblebee there. You you know you got Sideswipe. Yeah, you have. I don't know which one they was. The red one comes up and threatens a what a half dozen humans at a at a, at a check stop with giant fucking swords. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And, yeah, no kidding. Uh, that that is terror. That is like absolutely terror. Yeah. That's the thing they do, like they they want to give us these little sequences to show that the Autobots are doing good, but they don't tell us how. They don't show us how that's a good thing with these raids on foreign soil. Yeah. You know. Yeah, this is like, 2011. Because Osama bin Laden had been caught earlier that year, so the war on terror was still going on at this point. I, I guess, yeah. And then, you know, they they get back to base and they parade out Buzz Aldrin himself. Yeah, you had young Buzz from the sixties, and you have the actual Buzz Aldrin, like American hero. Buzz Aldrin comes yeah. to your Transformers movie. <laughs> After Optimus Prime throws a temper tantrum. Yes. Yeah. You told Every... us all the things were done. <laughs> yes, we were I had to laugh proud. at that. I, uh... Yeah, and that's not the first time, and that's not the last time he does that. Like, no. He, like, th- this Optimus Prime is a bit of a bitch. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> I hate much. to say it. Yeah. I hate to say it. I mean, Cartoon Prime wasn't. He's always stalwart and honorable and, you know, let conversation before conflict. And, yeah. Yeah. And uh, this guy, he's just like, I'll fucking kill you. He's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so angry. You didn't tell uh, us about this. Well, fuck you. You giant alien robot that landed on our planet without being invited. Fuck you. Yeah, really. Without saying so much as a howdy do. Yeah. Yeah, really. Uh, but I mean, so you have Buzz Aldrin, like, I, I want to compare it to like, Sylvester Stallone didn't go after Muhammad Ali when he made Rocky. No. And he could have, by, by Rocky Four, he could have had anybody, but he preferred to leave it in, no, no, I'm going to leave the real boxers out of it. I'm making my fantasy boxing movie, so to yeah. speak. So let me just make up the guys, right? Like, yes, Apollo Creed is more or less a Muhammad Ali Type, yeah, he's a stand-in, yeah, is a show, uh, yeah, show. But he didn't go after the real Muhammad Ali and say, well, "I'm going to beat you up in this movie because in my movie and here's my Oscar to prove it." You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So, wh- where does Michael Bay come off? <laughs> it's Michael Bay. He doesn't give a shit. Like Oscar award-winning Sylvester Stallone. Let's give him credit where credits due. He won one in the seventies. Yeah, for Rocky. This is not that. He doesn't. He hasn't earned. American hero. No. I'm not even American, and even I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You sure you want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this movie, we've got a whole bunch of red. Like the whole like first, I would say third of the movie is just all set up. It's establishing the characters. Okay, he's got a new girlfriend because Megan Fox didn't want to be on this one. Um, he's looking for a job. 
oh, we have to go through the fucking job oh hunting God. montage. Like, along with his parents they bring back. And I'm like, why? Yeah. I, don't. I, I totally forgot about his parents even being characters in this franchise. And when they showed up, I was like, oh, right. <laughs> They're Them. a thing. Yes. That, yeah, I have that in my notes, too. Like, do we need him? Do we need, do we need him looking for a job and then getting jealous with his supermodel girlfriend who's basically working for Bruce Wayne? Yeah. Who cares that she's making the money? Who cares? Look yeah. at her. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, she's a knockout and somehow wants to be with you. Be happy about that. Yeah. I can get past the fact that she looks like Daffy Ducks with her huge Daffy Duck with her huge lips. But still <laughs> Like she loves you and she Oh, and then there's the whole jealousy thing with her and her boss, right? And he's all jealous about her boss, despite the fact that she has not indicated that she's interested in her boss at all. No, no, no. He's interested in her, obviously, but like because yeah. he's a, because he's male, he's a heterosexual male. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's gonna happen everywhere you go. Like that's the price you pay for getting to sleep with a knockout like that. Pretty much, yeah. You have you to know? get over that if you're gonna sleep with someone that attractive. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's life. That's your burden now. Yep. If that's the worst thing in your life, wow, you've got it pretty easy. Yeah. And is this supposed to be like a cry for millennials about how they can't find work after college? They call that out in the movie. That the idea? Yeah. Yeah. His, his mom is like, no, it's he's a millennial. He always has trouble finding a job or whatever. It's like, yeah. Okay. But, but we don't need this in your robot movie. I'll be honest. Like, I, I would have been perfectly happy as much as, okay, you need that human element. I think we had more than enough. Because we're dealing with the human government and the army, yeah. Like, like you really could have. This could have e so easily been Transformers and GI Joe. Yeah, this could have been so easily that, and it would have been a lot of fun because you have human characters that stand out, with you know making buddies buddies with with giant robots who are also warriors. Right? There's your Instabond. Yeah. Like they could have had Josh Duhamel, just you know. Uh, you know, fist bumping optimists or something. Yeah, like that. go Joe. You know, they should have made GI Joe Transformers. That's what they should have done. They're oh, both yeah. Hasbro. Absolutely, this was your in. Absolutely, if you wanted to do that, and and then and there you go, you get the Rock. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, save your save your franchise. Come on, Roadblock and Optimus. You know, going. You know, to that would be them. cool. Actually, Fight, fighting a coalition of Cobra and and the Decepticons. Come on. I'd have to say, if The Rock showed up in a Transformers movie, I would I would probably happily pay money. I, I really would. Yeah. It sucks I that I have to say that, but I have to be honest. He, I, hate, I hate every single Transformers movie. And yeah. if The Rock showed up in one, I'd go. I'm sorry. That, I mean, except the, thing, the G.I. Joe franchise, is, it, has, it didn't do as well as they had hoped. <laughs> Transformers just keeps getting made and made over again. I'll, I'll, first of all, my, my sheer opinion is they got the wrong guy for, for G.I. Joe to start with. Michael Bay should have been the guy. Yeah, very true. I, I think he would have made one hell of a... Uh, I give him all credit. He, he loves the military and does his homework. He knows it inside out. And great. Give him the military movie. Yeah, that's very For, true. You know, let... let, let um, I don't know. Somebody who has like a sci-fi background deal with the space aliens that can transform into cars. Yeah. Yeah, I'm you're not right. Sure. I, I don't know who that is. Guillermo del think, Toro, probably. 
a James a Jim Cameron if he was if he was up for oh, it. Oh, he's too busy. And, uh, yeah, shoving yeah, Avatar I, up his ass. So I guess, but I mean, you you've got sci-fi directors all over the place. You know. Well, like, I think Del Toro made uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah, but I think he's a bit more horror than that. Like that's the thing; these guys aren't monsters. Yeah, but Pacific Rim was a hell of a lot better than any of the Transformers movies. Take your pick. I can't argue with that. I can't argue. I just there might be monsters that show up, so it'd be Transformers I, versus Godzilla. For I, no I would be reason. okay with that. I was Actually, okay with that, Pacific Rim. <laughs> now, now that I say it, Transformers v Godzilla. All right, well, Transformers v Cloverfield. V Cloverfield. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and and they can tie it into the original eighties by just we we okay we'll beat up this giant monster but we need oil we, you know like, yeah, we yeah. too face an energy crisis so <laughs> yeah. we'll show you how to make energon don't worry about it but we need a bunch of it yeah <laughs> we'll go and we'll go beat up this monster you may lose New York don't you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. were you attached to Washington D C no yeah. okay good yeah great because this big pillar would make a good whacking stick as I for <laughs> yeah. something to run this thing through I'll use the Washington Monument <laughs> yeah. Get that Spider-Man off of there. I need to stab it with <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So, and, and you're telling me that, the, okay, so not only does he get to meet Obama, he gets a medal from Obama, and he meets the hot chick on the same day. The girl of his dreams, yep. And so so this guy's on a roll, though. Two, like, drop-dead gorgeous women back-to-back. Yeah. -back. Like, this guy doesn't know what... I'm not saying most women are ugly. I'm just saying, like... There's something exceptional, you know? <laughs> yeah, and he started off as a complete total loser in the first movie. Yeah. And and what what about her? Like the she she was attached to the British embassy. But this guy was so attracted to her. Like his penis did the hiring, I guess. Cuz he says he snatched her away. Nice. I have that there. exact line. She gave up a job at the English embassy to showcase penis extender cars. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here Welcome to um, Midlife Crisis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome to my Midlife Crisis Museum. Um, I'll, I'll be your, your, your unattainable host, and I'm going to show you around, and you can pick something that you want to buy. Yeah, that, exactly. that That thing that you think would attract me, you know? Yeah, it's not even like he's selling them. He's just showcasing them. She's curating cars. How do yeah. You, why, do you, why do you pick someone who works at a British embassy? Yeah, what kind of qualifications does she have to curate cars? You you know who this person should be? It should be Danica Patrick. It should be a good looking woman in her own right. Yeah, like she's 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 gorgeous and oh I don't know former car racer. Yeah, she might actually know a difference between a transistor and a radiator. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're gonna change the Johnson rod. It's a uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, my flux capacitor is is acting up, so I gotta go. Yeah, so I need an oil change. Yeah. Um, but no, no, but uh, like. If if I'm doing the car transforming movie, that like for, sorry Buzz Aldrin, like I get it, you're a space hero, so we'll leave you alone. But let's get Danica Patrick in here as the love interest. Yeah, you think like like kind of as herself, even if they wanted to, so that way she doesn't have to act as much. Yeah, she could just be kind of you know what I mean. So that way, like he he ha he has a relationship with cars, so does she. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it kind of writes itself. Yeah. <laughs> And she's and she's gorgeous, right? So that there that fulfills your good-looking woman quotient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so she can stand, uh, stand, just stand there in the middle of all these explosions happening around her at the end of the movie, and none of it touching her. 
Yeah, exactly. Cars flipping all over the place, explosions going off, laser cannons being fired, and she just stands there open mouthed like an idiot. Or, or or running away and Yeah. It's kinda of funny if you if you if you look you can see which where where they switched out her in heels with her and not so much because she had to yeah. like boot it. Yeah, she had to boot it, you know? <laughs> yeah. She does um, spend a lot of her time being kidnapped. She's the Princess Peach of this movie. Yeah, exactly. And and again, I, I don't know why I keep coming back to my Danica Patrick idea, but you would have had someone like a capable woman who could have handled, like, say, the highway scene. She'd be driving, she'd race car driver. Even in a non-transformer, yeah. she could drive, like, the other car and kick ass at it. You know what I mean? Be just as good as the robots that can drive themselves. Like, I... Now I want Danica Patrick in this series. <laughs> <I> got... <laughs> uh, too late. No, but you're... But you're well, <laughs> apparently not. No. We only have 18 more to go. Yeah, well, we got the Bumblebee movie coming out this year. Yeah, I don't want to earn that. Ugh. Yeah. But whatever the fifth one's going to be. Um, Sixth, dude. How on, we just had five. I meant in the actual anthology, right? Yeah, sixth. Yeah, yeah Bumblebee's a standalone. No, I know, but sixth. Because there's been three Shia LaBeoufs. And oh, two, right, and two Wahlbergs. And, and two Wahlbergs. Sorry, yes, yeah. uh, two Wahlbergs, right. I lost count. They they really start to run into each other. They really do. For the long, like when I was looking to to get to, to get this movie, uh, I was originally looking for Revenge of the Fallen because I thought that was uh, number three. Oh. It wasn't until <laughs> I looked online I was like, oh right, it was Dark of the Moon. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I try and keep them organized by what origin story for the Transformers they try and use. <laughs> yeah. You know, the first one is we just got here. Then it's uh, Primitive Earth, and two, uh, well, I, I'm like, oh, Spock's in the third one. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of, I kind of just Wrathicon uh, that shit. So I always remember this <laughs> or, one. Because or I mean, uh, uh, Search for Spock that shit. Unfortunately, the only thing that makes me remember this one is the third one is Deep Wang. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm look. not a fan of that actor. Ken is it Ken Jeong? Ken Jeong, yeah. Uh, I I'm not a big fan of his to begin with, and he's just so over the top in this movie. Moving away from Jay Leno's Garage, right? Yep. So the Autobots go to the dark side of the moon. So finally, something is actually happening on the moon. <laughs> yeah. Because we we were at the moon now, and then we left, and what? Something I never thought of before, and I wondered when uh, I saw this one. I saw it this time around for the show today. Why didn't the Autobots just stay on the Ark? They found the Ark. The Ark is in the comic uh, comic books, the original cartoon. So yeah. The, in the original toy commercial. Um, the Ark was very important. It's, it's what brought all of them there. Everyone that you saw was there until later on. Like, different iterations, of course, more showed up later. But... The Ark was, was, that was their home base. Yeah. They had such an opportunity here because you have, the Transformers are basically just working for the Americans. Like, they're spending their hard-earned energy on, <laughs> on political agendas that aren't theirs. Yeah. And then you have, and then later on in the movie, you have the Americans wanting to kick them off the entire planet. Yep. And once they, once they found the Ark, they're, they'd be like, hey, Autobots, uh, I found us a base where we don't have to work for the man. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't need air. Yeah, and they won't they wouldn't be in the way. They wouldn't be taking up a warehouse. They wouldn't have to do security. 
nope, nope, they wouldn't need Energon detectors. So, well, I suppose they'd keep those up, but they, do you know what I mean? And then it's just a matter of like space busing it if you need to go to, to Earth for something. Yeah. No, I yeah, agree. Could, yeah, absolutely. This, this was the out, you know, like send them to the dark side of the moon, let them live there. They've got their own tech. They know how all that shit works. We don't. It's theirs anyway. Send them yeah. back. Or, or why not just have them bring it back? And secondly, how has nobody with a telescope seen this shit on the moon? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm no astrophysicist uh, or astro- astronomer, but uh, I, I don't know. How, like, when, do you get a chance to see the dark side of the moon? It must well, the, rotate. But, but the moon point. rotates. Yeah. Right. So, I I think right. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So why wouldn't it at some point be visible to Earth? <laughs> yeah. How come we can see farther in the galaxy than we've ever been able to, but what we can't point Hubble back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is it? Hiding in plain sight? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. What do they just kick up some put put some leaves on it like? <laughs> <laughs> they just kick some moon dust on it. Yeah. 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 yeah that'll be good enough. Don't we? Yeah. I'll never see it. No, I'll never see it. They'll think it's just a mountain of some kind. Yeah. That's it. I guess. Sure. Sure. Yeah. What, what was really funny to me in this scene is that they're they're flying out to the um, to the moon. And Houston says says to Optimus Prime, "Your go for a landing." I'm like, "Really? Does that matter?" Yeah, yeah. If they wanted to land and and go into their spaceship, do they really need your permission? Yeah, yeah. Houston, they're kind of out of your jurisdiction now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they always have been actually. Because if they don't want to do, like, it's kind of like Andre the Giant. If he didn't want to do something, he didn't do it. Yeah, and you yeah. couldn't stop them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no, no, or it would take a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And so I don't know why they didn't set up camp there, or even okay. So you're Megatron, and you know it's there. Yeah, because apparently they did. Because the Decepticons actually cleaned out uh, most of the place. Yeah. Well, there's your fucking base camp. Yeah. That's where Mega, like, yeah, you have Soundwave doing his thing as a satellite. There, perfect, perfect place to hide. Oh, and, and it happens to be a good guy's ship. Oh, the irony. Like, fuck off. How How is it that you won't sit down and do your Transformer movie and you, and you find out about their spaceship or you use their spaceship in the third one? <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> Season one, episode one, they show you what happens. Yeah. Now you just gotta make that in better color, you know. Like well, that's in the first movie, they just landed like shooting stars. And I guess that was more visually appealing to them, but I guess. And yes, two thousand seven, a giant ship lands on Earth. Then that's gonna raise some eyebrows. But you know what wouldn't? If maybe the Autobots had crashed on the moon. Yeah. There you go. Well, see what, but in this one, it wasn't the Autobots that crashed. It was just Sentinel Prime, right? I know, but I'm just saying. You rewind that a bit. Now Optimus and the gang have crashed on the moon, and yeah. then they go to Earth to try and find power. Right? Like, yeah. there you go. There's your. And the whole anyway. the whole crux of this movie is that the it like in the '60s, Sentinel Prime crashed on the moon. Uh, he lay dormant. They went up to get it. Um, the Decepticons have gone up, stolen a bunch of the rods that they're going to use to bring. Um, Cybertron to open up like a interdimensional portal or something from the like the Cloverfield movie. Uh, <laughs> they're going to bring Cybertron into Earth's orbit, 
and then they're going to enslave the... They're going to rebuild Cybertron, but they have to get the Matrix of Leadership from Optimus Prime because that's the only way that they can bring back Sentinel Prime because he's the only one that can actually work the rods. And then Sentinel yes. Prime reveals that he's that he turned bad because he has he wants to rebuild Cybertron, and then the Autobots don't want to do that. There. See how quickly I was able to do that? Why yes. does it take this movie an hour and 45 minutes to do that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because for some reason, the Decepticons are now trying to suppress the knowledge about the rods. When really... Which they have. They already have. Which they have most of. And really... If if I'm Megatron, like the first thing I want Laserbeak to do is to deliver a message to Optimus Prime. It says, remember your ship? Yeah, it's up there. Go get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not just trying to suppress information at this point. I want Optimus to find out that Sentinel Prime's there. Yeah. So, you send Laserbeak in disguise. You, you, you hire Deep Wang to go and... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like they keep killing these scientists and astronauts that know about the rods, but they also know about Sentinel Prime. If you want Optimus to to go and get him, the last thing you should do is fucking hide it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, but they hired the scientists because they wanted the Autobots to find them in Chernobyl, which was a Transformer thing problem anyway. Oh yes, of course, of course, because we're rewriting all kinds of history. Sure. Why not? Um. And so they want them to find him there, and then that's where the driller, the driller, I don't know, oh, oh shockwave, shockwave, yeah, um, that's where he shows up and fights Op- Optimus Prime, who for the first time has his fucking uh, his trailer, his trailer, finally, yeah, with the with the weapons, yeah, three movies in, okay. Yeah, that was that was nice. I was like, not, Thank you. Yeah, but it's not like it was uh, it's not like it was a huge part of the cartoon or anything. Yeah, really. Or the toy, like. Yeah, exactly. Like I, yeah, well, let's put it this way: if I ever get the unction to want to buy a, because Optimus Prime was the one Transformer I always wanted but never had. Mm-hmm. So as an adult, now I get a chance to do that. Because I'm stupid, but that's okay. That's why I'm doing that. But it, but if I go to because do you're it, single and you can do no one to stop you. Because I'm just I'm no one to stop me and some disposable income because I got no one to take out in a date. So there we go. I can spend the money to go to the movies with you, not you, Sean, but <laughs> yeah. you, ladies. Or I'll go buy a toy for my childhood that I was. Born. Yeah. Guess which one's more likely? Well, I could buy Optimus <laughs> Prime, the original G1 uh, toy. Or I can go see Fifty Shades Freed alone. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> well, this is mom and dad's fault. They should have just bought it for me. Maybe I'd be, <laughs> maybe I'd be married with kids now. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you owe me a life. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, that, was, that was too good. All right, um, but the whole thing ever since I saw and, the- I, and no, I don't blame my parents. For <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I will not speak ill of them. Um, but where I was going with that though is that if I go looking for that toy, it's not complete without the trailer. Exactly. Yeah, just like a car is not complete without four fucking tires. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, so we get back to poor... Like, we get back to, like, a way worse version of Office Space, essentially. Oh, my God. I He, he gets a job. At first, he's bemoaning that he doesn't have a job. Then he gets a job, and now he's bemoaning the fact that he's not he doesn't have a job with the Autobots. So I'm like, in the last movie, you wanted to be left alone. You didn't want anything to do with the with the Autobots. You made this big speech in the cemetery about Optimus Prime, just leave me alone. I don't care. I want to be a normal kid. Yeah, and now you want to be war. a part of them. Yeah. Idiot. Hey, that's quite the character arc. Yeah, really. And he doesn't even take the time to kind of give us a speech about how, you know, he was wrong. What do you mean? You know what I mean? Well, okay, so he felt that way in the second one. Oh, that he was uh, wrong about what he thought, yeah. Uh, about about that, yeah. Like, he's, I, I told him once that I wanted to be left alone, but I know I was wrong, and I, I just want to be back in, and I want to help them, but they won't let me, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, the, okay, what they should have done, like, this shouldn't be the hunt for a job. Like, this shouldn't, this should be at least, you know, Peter Parker delivering the pizzas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's got a shitty job. Okay, we didn't need to take so long to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And then with John Malkovich. Yeah, of all people. Yeah. I think he, yeah, just, he, was, I think he just did that so he could, like, meet a Transformer in a movie. He was okay. He's John Malkovich, so. So he's going to, yeah. He, he was he, over-enunciating every word again in this movie. <laughs> As he does, as as you as you do when you're John Malkovich, as you do, yeah. <laughs> you're a um, go getter, right? Yeah, a hungry lion. Yep, I did kind of like like the the his extreme karate pose picture. Oh, for fuck's sakes! I thought that was I thought it was funny. Oh, God, the whole scene wasn't needed. <laughs> No, no, no. This whole plot line isn't needed. Oh, like, absolutely not. Why yeah. is there a red cup on the yellow floor? Oh, for fuck's sakes. It's chaos out there. Okay. <sighs> yeah. I, um, Who wants to buy me lunch and get some brownie points? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, th- I, I'm, I think that they're supposed to humanize the movie, right? By having Sam and his troubles and whatever yeah you know what else humanizes the movie fucking robots that talk like humans <laughs> yeah yeah like it like it's pretty bad when i'm more emotionally invested in sideswipe you know <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah i i i don't i don't need sam wooing his old robot buddy back you know oh god yeah we never hang out anymore man See, yeah. shouldn't this okay? If if you're gonna do the same storyline, my thought is, shouldn't it be Sam joins the military? You'd think he would have. Yeah, to, if he wants to be in, right? Like he's he's got his his pal now. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? The the army guy. Josh Duhamel. Yeah. Josh Duhamel. Yeah, I for, I forget the character's name, which is set. So if you're not you gonna if you're not gonna have Josh Duhamel be the new buddy buddy, because that's all you need. Like there's your human human robot relationship was always part of the series. I get it. You don't need Sam. You've got GI Joe here. Yeah. Let him take that over. Sam is he got his presidential medal and he's off trying to find himself. Okay. Sure. Yeah. He's touring you know I mean? Europe for seven weeks. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or he's all in. Like, he's now been drafted to the army. He did boot camp, and now he's working for Dumel. Yeah. He basically, he wants into the army, but he doesn't want to go through basic training, essentially. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So th- that should have been your movie, is him wanting to be back so bad that he, you know, and then they could have had a hilarity ensue there. You could add Malkovich as the four-star general who doesn't like him. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. And you get, bring Tyrese back maybe as his, as his uh, drill instructor. Or not. Or not. Or not. I'm just, saying if, <laughs> you know? uh, I'm just saying if you want to do a Sam movie and you want him to want in so bad, let him do that. Let him go through the paces. He signs up for the military just so he could go work for Nest. Yeah. Right. There's your side story. Yeah. And then by the end of it, though, now he can be in the action scenes and not be useless. You, well, yeah, you'd think. Although he does kill Starscream, so. I know. That is such a... <laughs> Slide on to Starscream, who's better than that. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. <laughs> now, to be fair, in this movie, too, the hot chick fucking gives an inspirational speech to Megatron. She calls Megatron a bitch and gets away with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, I guess, yeah. You know Sentinel Prime taking over and you're not going to be the leader anymore, huh? You think that's fair? <laughs> curl, curl. <laughs> it's like, oh. Uh, human, you are right. I must defeat him or whatever. Fuck off. Someone put me back in the damn Matrix. (laughs) (laughs) I was better off fighting Neo. I want to eat a steak again. You know, like... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why Megatron is, for some reason, living in squalor when he... You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, he's hooded. He's hooded uh, Megatron. Yeah, yeah, living in Africa? In Africa, I guess. And... No, I'm not saying all of Africa's squalor, but he's he's got a junk, a little mini junkyard. Like, he needed Sanford and Son's truck to complete it. <laughs> yeah. Or, or like a little robot playing the friggin' washboard in the jug. <laughs> you know what would have been better? Is if he was, like, in a trailer park. <laughs> I just picture Megatron sitting underneath this like his little tent thing and going ding 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 ding. <laughs> Another Autobot drives by. <laughs> you got a purdy tailpipe. Okay, never mind. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna make you squeal like a Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking Decepticon Deliverance. That's what it is. I tell, I tell you what, they don't call them crotch rockets for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, this movie. See, this would have been so much better. It would have been stupid, but it would have oh, been so much yeah. better. Yeah, exactly. Well, at least go 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 the full nine, right? If he's living, uh, and the thing is, he doesn't. He barely has any buddies. Like Starscream, it's him and Starscream. Just cohabitating, along with somehow robot bugs, which I don't get. Where the hell do these come from? Yeah, they look like just heads. Heads with arms and legs. Like, uh, if you're going to do a visual gag like that, make it like the Mountain Dew machine that got transformed in the first... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that and the the, the toaster and the waffle iron and... Like, make it those things that were made into... that, That were given robot sentience without their... Against their will, you know? Yeah. And, yeah... 
Why don't he just be living, hanging out with that that Mountain Dew machine, shooting pe- shooting cans at him or something? Yeah. And they call him Dummy, Dummy. You know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, did you know? Oh, so yeah. So we got oh, got to bring in John Turturro here. John Turturro uh, yes. and Alan Tudyk. Who plays the assistant oh, yeah. who is gay, not gay, because he tries to say the fact that he's got a girlfriend even though he's flamboyantly gay. Yeah. Um, he's also a ninja master, uh, sort of a Manchurian candidate, and he is also like a sleeper agent. Um, he can hack really well. Yeah, he's the hacker du jour. Like, just he just... Okay. So... Don't bring back your gorgeous hacker girl from the first one. Maybe she didn't want to work on it either. Oh, the Australian. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Or have... Ha, okay, there we go. I can set aside Danica Patrick and just bring back uh, Rachel Taylor. Maybe maybe her and Sam actually kind of hook up. And now she that's the end because she's now the hacker. That has to yeah. help them out. I don't know. Or, or bring back the black guy. Oh, Anthony Anderson? Yeah, the one that ate all the donuts. That That's right. Yeah, there you go. And you got more comedy. You got a, an actual comedian wow. coming in. Mm-hmm. You don't, well, you don't, at least you don't need John uh, John Malkovich to try and be, uh, and Deep Wang as your funny guys, right? Yeah, well, true. I just like the, the speech that Sam says he wants to be involved because he wants to matter. And then the impossibly gorgeous woman says, well, that, that that he matters to her. I'm like, you know what? Goodbye, Sector 7. Hello, retirement. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Like, the, the Transformers don't need you. No. She wants you. Yeah. I'm not sure how much better life gets, because now my, my life isn't in danger by aliens. Pretty much. And I get the girl? Yeah. If that just means yeah. I have to cook and clean every day, fuck it. I'm d- I'll give me an apron. Done. <laughs> yeah. 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 Done. You have dinner on the table every night. You know? Yep. Good. I have Lord. that line in there too. You matter to me. She said an obvious 80 yard line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So sorry. We're, we're going back to the now defunct sector seven. Yeah. For a little bit. And then they just all wind up at nest anyway. So. Oh Yeah. Well, can can we go to the highway chase scene? Oh, the one that was ripped off from the island? Yeah. Sure. You don't remember um, the island with... Um, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson? That <laughs> scene where like one of the uh, Transformers jumps onto the car and crushes it? Yeah. That is shot... From, that, that, that shot is reused from the island. That shot's in the island. No way. That Michael Bay did like two years prior. So, you know, living in Canada, we, we've driven through some fairly extreme conditions, right, you and I? Yeah. Points. Oh, yeah. yeah, even recently. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, you know, it teaches you a few things, like, you know, to slow down in traffic when it gets really heavy and try, you know, to adapt to the driving conditions and what's going on. You kind of have to read the traffic and, you know what I mean, who's doing what and why is everyone slowing down or why is everyone going so fast, right? Yeah. You know... What else it teaches you? I mean, while it hasn't happened yet, um, that if cars got up and started shooting each other, maybe you slow down. 
maybe maybe you hit the brakes. Yeah, maybe you pull over to the side of the road. Just let that maybe, shit pass. Maybe maybe you let. Yeah, maybe maybe you get you know you yield <laughs> to the psychotic robot with weapons. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I need a sign nah, that says this is Washington D.C. This is a normal Tuesday. I, I don't I don't need a sign a yellow sign on the road with a transformer and a X ing on it. You know what I mean? Like I don't need a sign to tell me to pull the fuck over because there's you know wait for conditions to improve and then proceed with caution. That's, that's yeah. No, I know. Did you see it on the news? That's why I'm late to work. <laughs> yeah. See that car there that that got shot up? That was almost me. So I I almost called in dead. No, I'm just twenty minutes late. You know? Yeah. Now, leave me alone. Get off my back, Chet. Yeah. You know what you shouldn't do is, I don't know, keep pace with the giant robot (laughs) gunfight in the highway. Yeah. Good God, man. I I saw some of these, like the civilian cars. I'm like, well, they're not getting up, so they're not Transformers. But they're still driving like the, ooh, what's this? Mildred, (laughs) have you you ever seen the likes? (laughs) Roll them up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, roll, roll, yeah, yeah, just roll up the windows. Get out your camera phone, Mildred. <laughs> this one's going on the Christmas card. <laughs> well, you don't see that every day. Yeah, tell you what, I kind of wish they'd posted something in the paper that this was going to be happening. <laughs> but did you I'm read gonna... any about this in the paper? I didn't read anything about this in the paper. Well, then we're just canceling our subscription. That's what we're doing. Well, no, no, no. Honey, I'm going to write a, a strongly worded letter and mail it to the editor, you know? No, man, that that's what you do in Canada. In the United States, you call up your cell phone company and complain. That's what you do. That's tr- trust me, I know. Well, not just there. Um, trust me. Yeah. There was a giant robot gunfight, and I was late to work. And, oh, yeah, and I had one text that couldn't go through. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Can you go back to with the giant robot gunfight part? <laughs> I don't have service on my cell phone. Yeah, that's because the Decepticons destroyed all of our communications towers. Yeah, well, I want a, I want a free month of service. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for the The Decepticons are enslaving humanity. Not going to matter in five yeah, minutes, Yeah, but what are you going to do for me? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been you a loyal customer for six years. I don't give a shit. I've been a loyal customer for six months. I don't understand why. My new supervisor, Laserbeak, says, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh, you want to talk to him? Oh, I don't think you do. (laughs) All right. I'll put him on the... uh, He's going to tell you the exact same thing I told you, but I'll put him on the phone. Quick quick tip. uh, If he wants to arrange a meeting in person, I wouldn't take it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a laser beak person. Uh, he invited me to the 30th floor of the building. We got a window office. Apparently, we're going to chit-chat about my bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's a nice view from... Wow! Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and, and that's the thing, right? We get... Uh, is, is this, are we at that part yet? Which the one? end of Deep Wang? Oh, just... Yeah, just... I'd be happy to skip over Deep Wang. That's that, that's fine. Okay, so let's go. Sentinel Prime betrays the Autobots. Yeah. And to be fair, he kind of has a point. Like, I can't really argue too much with him. Like, not the enslaving of humanity, but at the same point, it's like, Optimus, the humans have kind of treated you like shit. 
Like, they want you to do all this dirty work, and they don't respect you. Do you know what I mean? Like, look at the way friggin' Francis McDormand. It's not. Yeah. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a tate that tate. It's you work for me, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I would agree with that if it wasn't for the Star Trek line they brought in later in the movie. Oh, I, I'm not there in my notes. I don't I'm care. Just... I'm going to do it now because it, it matters. It does. Because, because he brings up the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And he's making that in reference to the fact that he's like, nope, I'm sorry, Optimus, you don't understand, but this has to be done for us to save our world. And I'm like, wait a minute. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few would imply that the needs of six billion humans outweigh the needs of about of, of, of a few dozen Transformers. Which completely destroys your own point. Yeah, we can even be generous and say there's probably there could there could be because it was fairly occupied. Just the, about one battle scene we saw, conservatively, what maybe five thousand left on the entire planet. Oh, I would go that high. I would go that high. I mean, you had a, you had a few dozen in the city, plus you had a, another, I would say two or three dozen spread out around the world with all of the rods, right? Okay, well, let's. I would say go so far as say a hundred because there's a bunch that we see sure. later on in the other movies that, yeah. that show up, right? Yeah. So there's got to be around a hundred or maybe two hundred. Sure, I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. That's Still far. That's six far billion. fewer than six billion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's that's the thing. Transformer lives matter. I see. I see. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. Transformer lives matter. Okay. Yeah. Hashtag human lives don't. Right. So. And not in Sentinel Prime's eyes, but I—it's just the the part where it's like, wait, you live among these people. They tell you know these these little. It's like me taking orders from an ant, an ant bitching me out when I get home from work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, it, that's what it's it's like, and I it, I kind of I kind of like eh, he's kind of almost got me. Oh, then he enslaves humanity. Well, you lost me. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, you are. <laughs> yeah. You had a good platform. You just kind of went a little crazy with it. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought it was all fun and games at the beginning. Then you grabbed her by the pussy, and now I uh, now I can't support you. I... Uh, well, we kind of almost have that in this movie, where uh, Soundwave, who turns into a car instead of a tape recorder, thanks. It was a satellite in the first movie. Yeah, he must be Whatever. a triple changer. Uh, not enough triple changers, by the way. That's something that they totally missed uh, the opportunity on. That and the combiners. Um, yeah, but oh yeah, big well, that time was miss. that was in the second one. They had uh, they had the the devastator uh, in the second one. Big time miss. Yeah, oh I still know. going with that. Anyway, uh, so Soundwave captures Carly, and man, there's some weird hentai shit that kind of happens, eh? In the a little car, bit, these, yeah, it's a little like I'm like this, this. Where are those things? I don't don't touch her. Just just don't. You've got her locked in the car. Just leave it at that. Like you don't need the. But to be fair, after the hot chick with the robot tongue in the, in the second one, and they've, they've set a precedent for it. I, they they kind of did. <laughs> like, it's like, do you think that's like some sort of weird section of the Transformer internet that people are like, really, you're, <laughs> you're into humans? Oh my God, you weirdo. Like, www.deviantart.com, dude. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I've heard too many things about that site. Um, <laughs> yeah. Although, uh, although I do like uh, in this movie, just like in Mortal Kombat, <laughs> never thought okay. I'd be calling that one back. The bad guys give the female prisoner a change of clothes, and I think that's <laughs> I th- 
I think that's just classy do, as fuck. You know? Do they? Yeah, I don't think she's wearing the white pantsuit when she gets captured. Yes, she is. Uh, sure. No, she's not. No, she's not. But she is later, right? Like no, she's wearing a blue dress. Right. And then she's all of a sudden in like a... Yeah, when did the hell did that happen? That's what I'm saying. You have these nice fashion-forward conscious bad guys. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't notice that first time around. Um, oh, I think it's funny that Sentinel Prime contacts the UN and says, okay, you've got to get rid of all the Autobots. Right. He really just needed to talk to the president of the states. <laughs> yeah. Because let's put it this way. The guys in charge of, like, I don't know, most of Saudi Arabia probably have no sway. In fact, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sure they're in agreement. Like, finally, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. get these fuckers out of my backyard. Yeah. Same with chi- China. They tore up China. Yeah. A, a little a little bit. Not. I mean, they're going to tear it up way more in the next movie, but... They tore up China uh, when they fought um, uh, at the opening of the last movie. Yeah, the opening of the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. Chinese uh, work yard or whatever. Um, you know, so they're probably happy. Europe's probably like, meh. <laughs> yeah, they haven't come here, so fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Whatever. Um, yeah, and all they had to do was call the president, really, and be like, yeah, those guys that you work, you just fire them and get them the fuck yeah. out of here. Notice how Canada is completely Transformers free. Yeah, not even like a skidoo. <laughs> <laughs> or a GT racer or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, give it, give me a, a transforming beer truck. Yeah. That's the guy I'm hanging out with, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Me and him would be buddies. I'll, I'll be there anyway, you know. <laughs> yeah, you just always by the lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, fishing boat, maybe? Like a bass boat? <laughs> it's a bass boat, yeah. <laughs> transforming bass boat, yeah. And of course, a Zamboni. A, a Zamboni, a canoe, you know? Yeah, <laughs> transforming canoe. A canoe, yeah. Maybe a three-wheeler. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, so when they... but The Decepticons, uh, they get to Sam and they put a wristwatch on him so they could hear and communicate and, I guess, control his mind or something like that? Well, it just inflicts extreme pain to try... Yeah, but they said... No, but they said that they can they can hear what he hears and sees and sees what he sees. Yeah, but they, they're not controlling his... They're just basically if if he starts acting out of out of character uh, or out of what they want, yeah, yeah. If he's, yeah, then the watch just starts torturing him. Right. So he goes on to the secret military base where they're going to fire off the rocket. Um, these people have energon detectors, right? Yeah. You'd think that maybe. Yep. He'd set it off a little bit. Yep. Maybe a little bit, but then again, they've got now a base full of transformers they're trying to get rid of, so. I don't think they can tell, like, one from the other. It's just, like, it's here. Oh, didn't they say that somebody had a unique signature? Oh. If they did, I didn't catch that. Okay. But, I mean, you're right. Well, first of all, how is he getting on the base? Like, the military doesn't give a shit that him and Bumblebee were buds. Yeah. They haven't really given much of a shit about him this entire movie, so it's like, why are they, why are they letting him on to say goodbye? Yeah, and why does he think that that he's going to be told the plans anyway? Actually, well, that, that that's the that's the really smart thing that Optimus Prime does. He's like, oh well, we have this alternate plan that we're not going to actually go into space. And yeah. what? Oh, Sam. Oh, yeah that that brand new watch that you didn't have five hours ago. Hmm. 
Yeah, I'm not going to tell you shit. I just like that Optimus never even reveals that he knew. He's just like, yeah, I just didn't trust you. You're fucking dirty human. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Your kind has been treating me like, ja- like, oh, you and Bumblebee are fine. Yeah, oh, that's so great. But <laughs> I'm the fucking leader, and these guys treat me like I'm, I'm you know, Chet the, the janitor. Yeah, exactly. Cleaning up their mess. Need to have a talk with Brenda. Yeah, really. Time for time for a promotion, you know. And they evacuate head, head janitor. <laughs> they evacuate Chicago pretty quickly. Yeah, I thought it was a big. I was there once. It seemed rather populated to me. Yeah, you think it would be? Well, th- actually, they don't really. They don't necessarily because we actually get uh, some shots that I know, I know Tex wouldn't have appreciated of just random people getting shot up. You know, is that one scene in the street? Yeah, but it's a, that's like one scene. They destroy buildings and and they send shockwave through the building. There are buildings falling on top of buildings, yeah. things getting blown up, and the only people in trouble are, are the military guys and Shia and his girlfriend. Of course, yes. Well, I have that in my notes for sure. Before we get there, uh, what I want to know is why Carly needs to be there when they're unloading the pillar. Like, shouldn't she be just locked in a room with a goon? Pretty much, yeah. She should have been taken back to base. Yeah, uh, anyway. Um, Put in a vault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, no, we want to preserve this one. Um, and some <laughs> my notes here, so what, what is the boss plan for just to pull her around by the arm for the rest of her life? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, poker night with the boys. Let's go. <laughs> just... <laughs> Come on with me. We're going to make things for the Decepticons now. Yeah, time to go make the bed. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have that question in my notes here too. If the Decepticons want humans for slave labor, why start slaughtering the good people of Chicago? Well, you know, to make an omelet. <laughs> I'm sorry, machines are about efficiency. That's not very efficient. Well, that's what I don't understand. You're going to have, what, humans make giant machines for you to rebuild Cybertron? What, like, what? Like you said, it'd be like getting ants to build a house. Yeah. Like, couldn't Transformers build it quicker? Well, the, yeah. Like, yeah, if somehow we could put a crew of six billion ants and then, like, a, an actual construction crew and say, and give them the exact same models and plans, what yeah. are the ants going to do that, they, that the humans can't do better? I mean, at the very, at the very least, the the humans are going to be a lot slower. Well, they think I think they think that there's there's something about the numbers, right? Like there's like a, there's two hundred of us, or there's six billion of them, right? But and we won't have to do the work. But but even like 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 the strongest weightlifter can lift only what six hundred seven hundred pounds, and, and not for very long, right? And these guys can chew through a building in seconds. Mm-hmm. So. Plus, some of them have multiple arms. Yeah. And tentacles, yeah. like... Essentially, what they're going to have to do is build a bunch of Pacific Rim-type devices for the humans to use. Yeah. In which case, you're just arming them. Yeah, yeah. But, me- yeah, they would need mech suits. Yeah. Not to, so... not, to men- not to mention they can't survive up there. No. There's no atmosphere. And it wouldn't matter anyway, because as soon as you bring Cyber... We've talked about this before. As soon as you bring Cybertron into our atmosphere or into our orbit, you you kill everyone. Yeah. Because you're throwing is, off the gravity. Yeah. 
no, this is this is some bad like like I get it, it's science fiction. But the fiction part is just going a little too far here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although I did like seeing the Autobot headbutt in this movie. I don't know if you caught that. Uh, Sentinel Prime, uh, Optimus Prime has Sentinel Prime up against the building and Sentinel Prime bashes him with a headbutt. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. that seems rather, that seems rather um, pri- primal, too primal for an advanced space-aged robot. You know what I mean? Too, too street fighty. Yeah, it was. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Seems a little too UFC-ish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few notes here. Man, Michael Bay loves those. Loves those Ospreys, eh? Those planes that that, that can have the 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 rotors that that for. Uh, oh, the the four things coming out. Yeah. And the, yeah, they do the vertical takeoff, and then they switch to plane mode in the way they go. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he loves those things. Cause oh he's sure. Used them in t- two movies now. Oh yeah, no, no, no more than that. But yeah, they're kind of, they are kind of cool. I gotta admit, like if well, yeah, any, the, pla- any plane sure. they do vertical takeoff and landing, like that's actually kind of awesome. <laughs> oh <remember>? yeah, sure. <laughs> but again, why not make one of them a transformer? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> um. Next note is: there's no way humans survive the shockwaves hug. Shockwaves hug. His building hug. Oh yeah, no. That's what I called it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have Deus Ex Bumblebee. Oh yeah, when he's uh, gonna be shot, fucking, um, uh, what do they call it? With his hands behind his back and he's knelt and he's knelt over. No, no, this is when uh, Sam is falling. Oh right. And uh, yeah, and then Bumblebee just comes out of nowhere and catches him. Yeah. Catches him and Josh Duhamel. Yeah. And then gets captured off screen, might I add. Yeah, that's true too. What the, he was just there. He just caught you captured. What? <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, my neck hurts from swirling my head around that fast. What the hell happened? I, 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 yeah, I got an owie. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, my next notice is for uh, the love of all that is good and holy. They have Sentinel use Spock's quote from Wrath of Khan. Yet in this universe, Star Trek also exists because yeah. Bum- Bumblebee uses Star Trek quotes in his his radio verbiage, right? Yep. So did Sentinel Prime just kind of download Wrath of Khan and be like, <laughs> you know what that that I'm sure devilishly handsome fella, you know, <laughs> who sounds a lot like me? <laughs> That's very true. Was right, you know, needs of the many. Actually, we can welcome back Leonard Nimoy. Uh, yeah, because we've done Star Trek. No. Well, uh, we did, but he wasn't in that one because he wasn't in Generations. Oh, that's true. But he was in the Transformers cartoon movie we did. That's right. He was Galvatron. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's why they got him back for this one, right? Kind of an homage to his earlier work in 1984. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they just want him to spit off that line. Oh. That can't be it. I, I, I refuse to believe that's the only reason you get Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> it's Michael Bay, dude. Uh, that's true. He hasn't really been like kind of sticking to the book, you know? Yeah. Uh, yep, so there's my quote here, my question. How did Bumblebee get caught? Guess we're not answering that one. <laughs> Uh, 
I did do a bit of reading though. Traditionally, Cybertron is way, is smaller than Earth. Okay. They kind of made it that way so that way they could kind of park them side by side, allegedly not doing as much damage as. No, it would still do it. Yeah, yeah. It would yeah. still do it. Moving the moon closer would fuck up Earth. So. Yeah, and then my my well, last. Now I know you have some you have some notes, but I'll just go. My last note here says, "Please don't ask me to explain what happens to Cybertron at the end." <laughs> That's yeah, it only makes it like down. a sixth through, right? So does Cybertron get cut off? Or does it go back? Or does it I go back? It looked like it blew up. It's almost like they... Well, the portal closes, tell. right? So I would imagine yeah. that the portal closes and slices off a piece of Cybertron. Yeah, yeah really. If there was some poor, you know, chat bot that was like halfway through. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, they shut the door. Kind of like the uh, the cloud and the uh, the cow in the dome. Remember that TV show? You <laughs> yeah. Know? But uh, yeah, I just got a few things on this here. According to Michael Bay, 532 vehicles were destroyed in the making of this film. That's cool. Uh, they were given away by an insurance company at no charge, as all of them had been flood damaged. Okay, sure. So, Good way to yeah. Why not? Uh, in the scene where the dreads are chasing the Autobots in the freeway, uh, right when Hatchet leaps over and then roars, it is the same roar used in the Thundercats from 1985. Oh, that I didn't pick up. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And this is uh, Michael Bay's first threequel, which I thought was an interesting point to bring up in our threequel month. So Hey, there we go. His first threequel is our last. Yep. Uh, almost cast for Carly hmm. uh, was Blake Lively. Oh. Uh, Amber Heard. Oh, yeah. Heidi Montag. Oh. And Anna Kendrick. Wow. Wow. That would have been a slightly different movie if that if Anna Kendrick was... First off, it would be a musical. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be her and Bumblebee, right? Bumblebee will use the radio to put the... The song on, and she just sings <laughs> yeah, to it. She just sings yeah. to it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, as always on this show, we try to find the real story behind the story, Mark. Uh, I think it's a very expes- expensive lesson on overwaxing the floors of your office building. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that, too. <clears throat> I thought that, too, when I watched them f- falling through the building. I was like, "Why? how is that so waxy? Like... Well, as you know, there's the old saying, he who works in glass buildings must carpet thine floors, for one day thou might slideth upon them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that old Arthurian antidote. That old, that old adage, yeah, yeah. yeah that old chestnut. <laughs> Anecdote, I should say. Is that all you got? <laughs> That's all I could get from okay, this. Yeah, I Honestly. Understand. I understand. Honestly, this is... Uh, I got two. Uh, or is it the closest we'll ever come to getting a live-action Legend of Zelda movie? Because yeah. if you picture the girlfriend as Zelda, right? Okay. So you have to go save the princess. Sure. And then you have to take in a lot of Zelda games. You kind of have to lead her back a little bit and then fight the end boss. Hmm. And then you celebrate the, the you know your victory at the end, right? Oh, yes. Good point. Um, and she's mostly pointless aside from one or two speeches. So, okay. Um, or is it, ah, the movie? (laughs) 
is it, uh, I'll just make one up, or is it be still better than the Mario Brothers? Sorry, your princess is in another office building. <laughs> Thank you for the inspiration on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to about do it for uh, Transformers Dark of the Moon. Also going to do it for our threequel month. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, I'm Sean Taylor. And I'm Ian Mark. Join us next time when we'll review the movie that sees Joey Tribbiani lose the love of his life and then fly away with his balloon-lifted house to find another love. In Sup. <laughs>